You know that I went to university when I was 73. And graduated when I was 77. Now, I don't want you young people to wait that long. I know that times are tough, money is scarce, but brains are still there. And you know, my mother always said, where are you going to be? What are you going to be? What are you going to do if you don't have education? Hey there, it's Dana from Can Learn English, and you're listening to the Can Learn English podcast. The Can Learn English podcast is for intermediate to advanced English language learners who are serious about learning English for everyday life. With this podcast, you'll reach fluency faster by learning phrasal verbs, common expressions, conversation tips, and of course, some typical Canadianisms. Are you ready to learn English for the Great White North? Let's get started. This podcast is brought to you by the Can Learn English Academy. This is my online classroom where I teach all things English for Canada. And I'm really excited because we are relaunching the Academy as the Can Learn English Academy 2.0. So inside the Academy, there are going to be so many great courses and exercises for you to improve your Canadian English When you join, you'll get access to all of my courses, as well as all of our premium podcast content. So the transcripts, the courses for each episode, it is a great place for anyone who is planning to move to Canada or who already is in Canada and they want to improve things like their pronunciation, listening skills, reading, writing, all. So we're going to be relaunching this at the end of November. So I will be talking about it uh, in email, on the podcast, on Instagram, Facebook, everywhere. So you will definitely hear about it when the launch happens, but just getting you ready for it. And I want to ask you a question before we get started with our episode today. How will speaking English fluently change your life? What is it that you want to accomplish when you're listening to this podcast? Is it for work? Do you want to get a better job? Do you need to speak at a higher level of English to you know, get a promotion or to get a job? Do you want to travel? Or is it to immigrate, maybe to Canada? I want you to join me in my online private Facebook group, just for Can Learn English podcast listeners, because I'm going to be posting this question inside of the group this week, and I want to have a discussion all about this, and I want to hear from you and hear your answers. So you can find this group. It's a private group, but if you just search Can Learn English podcast listeners, all you need to do is request to join, and I can't wait to see you inside the group. So today our expression is strapped for cash. 
Let's take a look at the words in the expression before we define it. So the first word is strapped. Strapped. So strapped means to fasten or to secure something or someone somewhere. And the best example I could think about with this is that you often would say that a child is strapped into their car seat. So just picture that for a minute. You know what a car seat looks like. Usually there are kind of seatbelt straps that go over their shoulders and they might have something that goes over their stomach, their torso area to keep them inside the car seat. So they are strapped in. You often also get strapped in when you go on an amusement park ride, right? There's usually something that comes over your head and securely securely keeps you in the seat of the ride because you don't want to fall out when you're you know, on a ride at an amusement park. For is the second word in the expression, strapped for. And that's easy. This is a preposition. And cash is our noun, which is money. But more specifically, cash is coins or banknotes. So when we say money, we're referring to both the money that is in the bank, money that we can't see, and cash. So and notes and coins. But cash is exclusive to banknotes and change. So you could say that you need to go to the ATM to get some cash. Or you, if you go into a small store, they might say cash only, meaning that they won't take debit or credit cards. So when we put this all together, we get our phrase strapped for cash. And when you say you are strapped for cash, it means that you don't have any money available. So not just cash, not just notes and coins, but money, all money. So this expression kind of goes against the rules. When you use this expression, you're not indicating that you are destitute or completely out of money. It means that you're temporarily out of funds or you just need to be careful about how you spend your money. Expressions like being broke or going bankrupt express that you have more of a serious money problem. So let's take a look at this with some examples. Say you just finished college and you got a new job. It's your first real job, which is such a great feeling. I still remember my first job when I finished college. And say when you get this first job, you need to move. So you need to rent an apartment closer to where your work is going to be. And you're a grown-up now, you have your first job, you need furniture, you need plates, you need decorations, you need so much for your new apartment, and you have to spend a lot of money. And one of our friends asks you, they call you up and they say, hey, do you want to go on a trip to Las Vegas? And you take a look at your bank account, and you've just spent all this money, and you don't really have the money to go on vacation at the moment. So you might say, sorry, I can't come, I'm strapped for cash. It's not like you don't have any money. You have a job and you're going to be receiving a paycheck. But at the moment, you don't have the extra money to go on vacation. The next example I actually pulled from a news article from cbc.com, and I'll link that article with the transcript. And the title of the article is Province Gives 100K cash-strapped Clarenville Ski Resort. 
So this article goes on to explain how the Newfoundland and Labrador government had given a ski resort in Clarenville, this is a city in the region, $100,000 to help them stay afloat after a couple of seasons of poor weather. And they need this money to make equipment upgrades and install new fencing. So here, cash-strapped is used to imply that the ski resort doesn't have enough money. It's not that they're bankrupt. It's not like they need to close, but they don't have the money to spend on these renovations. And our final example also comes from a news article from this week. So this is something that is currently being discussed quite a bit in Canada. And this is about Don Cherry, who is an iconic TV personality in Canada. He was just recently fired for remarks that he made about immigrants not wearing poppies on Remembrance Day. So his remark resulted in a widespread backlash as his remark was deemed insensitive and discriminatory. So the TV network who runs the show where Don Cherry is a co-host had made the decision to fire him. And in the article, the network was described as strapped for cash because they had signed a deal with the NHL for $5.2 billion so they could have rights to stream the games. They said that the network has been dumping high-profile talent to reduce their exposure to this deal that cost them a lot of money. And since Don Cherry's contract is worth about a million dollars, they could rationalize this expense before because he was probably bringing in more viewers and more money than he cost. But after this controversy, they couldn't rationalize keeping him because this was a massive public relations disaster for the network. So we can use strapped for cash to explain our own financial situations if we're in a situation where we don't have extra money to spend or the financial situation of a company like the ski resort or even a big business like this TV network in Canada. And in that clip in the beginning, you heard the voice of the sister of a woman named Viola Desmond. And if you are in Canada and you have seen a $10 bill, then you know who Viola Desmond is because she is the woman who was featured on this bill. So if you haven't guessed it, the theme of this episode is all about money. So why is Viola Desmond important? Well, prior to 2018, Canada had never actually honored a non-royal woman with an appearance on a regularly circulating banknote. Viola Desmond was an extraordinary Canadian. She was a businesswoman and civil rights activist. She was a black Nova Scotian who had to fight racism and discrimination in Canada. Growing up, she was determined and hardworking, and she opened a beauty school in Nova Scotia for black women and founded a line of beauty products and marketed them and distributed them on her own. In 1946, Desmond went to see a film and she bought a ticket for the balcony seats. But then she changed her mind and she decided to sit on the floor seats as there were free seats and they were closer to the screen. But the floor seats were informally reserved for white patrons and they also had a government tax that was one set higher than the balcony tickets. Desmond was asked by the staff to move back to the balcony, and she refused. She was then forcibly removed from the theater and arrested. 
And then she was convicted of depriving the government of a one cent tax. So when she returned home, she thought, I am not going to stand for this. This is unfair. And with the help from the Nova Scotia Association for the Advancement of Colored People, she fought against institutional racism for that time. 65 years later, after her arrest, she was given a posthumous apology and a pardon from the Canadian government. She's received many honors in Canada for her important civil rights work, and she was featured on a stamp issued by the Canada Post, and her story has been told in a documentary called Long Road to Justice, The Viola Desmond Story. Viola is honored in her home province with the Viola Desmond Scholarship at Cape Breton University, and there's a ferry in the Halifax Harbor named after her. Recently, she's been named in Canada as a National Historic Person, and she was chosen to appear on this $10 banknote. Now, we haven't featured many women on our banknotes in Canada. In 2017, the $10 banknote featured a famous Canadian woman, Agnes McPhail, but this was just a temporary note to celebrate Canada's 150th anniversary. She was actually the first woman who was elected to Parliament in Canada, and she contributed a lot to Canadian politics and the feminist movement. She was even quoted saying that most women think politics aren't ladylike. Well, I'm no lady. I'm a human being. Although this was considered a feat to have a woman featured on the bill, the ratio of men to women on that note was three to one. So there was three men on the note and just one woman. And there are a lot of famous and historic, incredible female politicians and historic figures. So it's really important that a woman, specifically a woman of color, was featured solely on Canadian currency. Desmond was chosen from five historic female figures in 2016 to appear on the bill, and then they revealed it for the first time in March of 2018. Australia, New Zealand, Argentina, the United Kingdom, Israel, Mexico, Turkey, South Korea, Ukraine, and Chile all have prominent women already featured on their banknotes. The new Canadian banknote will raise awareness of Viola Desmond's incredible story and inspire women and people of visible minorities. This is just a small step that the Canadian government has taken for equality in daily life. Important women are often left out of history lessons, and failed to get honored for their contributions to society. I hope that in the future, Canada will commemorate more influential women and feature even more non-royal women on our currency. That's it for our episode today. I hope you like this episode. If you would like to get the transcripts so you can understand everything that I said in this episode, then you can become a premium podcast member by going to canlearnenglish.com. Please support this free podcast by liking, sharing, and subscribing. Until next time, bye-bye.